Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Freaks podcast. In this week's episode, we're talking through a few of our recent success stories on paid social, not just giving you the numbers, but talking about how and why we achieved the performance that we did. So really hope you find this one useful and you can apply some of these learnings and the experience to your campaigns for improved performance. If you do find this one useful, please come and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places. It's very much appreciated. Let's get started with the episode. Right, so Abby, we're going to talk through some success stories or like mm-hmm. recent successes and things that have worked well on the accounts that we run. Yeah. I don't think we do it enough. Well, we were going to call this episode Breakfast. <laughs> Because I don't think that we brag enough, but I, think, I don't know how well that would go down. I think we're far too um, British. Far too low key. Yeah. Yeah. But well, this isn't. This isn't. <laughs> if you're tuning in and you're joining us, um, I hope this doesn't come across as a brag. That's such a British intro to stop apologising. <laughs> we're going to talk about some good things that we've done that have resulted in good results for our clients. Yeah, and also give you some inspiration on what you could do within your accounts. Yeah. Try some things that we've tried that have worked out. And that's the whole point, isn't it? It's about um, giving people ideas that are going to help them improve their performance based on what we've seen work. Yes, because there's nothing I dislike more than a LinkedIn post about how well things have gone for somebody without any relevant reason why. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And also um, some numbers that get bounded around aren't always really, really that realistic. So this is a realistic view of things that have worked well. Yeah. As well. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to start with? So last year, I think context all of this again, and we talked about it a lot recently, is that... um, over the last couple of years, things have changed a lot on the platform. Absolutely. Like, uh, meta ads in particular. Um, performance for many advertisers has been harder to come by. Yeah. It's much harder to achieve than it used to be. And it has required a complete rework of mm. like account structures and pretty much everything in terms of yeah. approach, right? So um, last year, that meant that there was a lot of testing and experimentation to find out what the new winning everything everything is right so first example we're going to go through a couple of examples right yeah um so one of them is a subscription service that we Uh work with um and there was just a real hike up in cpa there in terms of the trial subscriptions people were cutting back on their subscriptions last year it was one of the main things yep you know people will stop doing hello fresh or they stopped having netflix or whatever it was and yep. our client took a bit of a hit with that yep um so we basically had to start the playbook again with them mm-hmm. in terms of what we were doing and definitely not having a reliance on what we were doing in 2020 2021 yep. it was very different so i think subscriptions is a really important one because um through covid i think subscriptions exploded they did yeah like disney plus came out yeah all well, of people, that, people clocked netflix didn't they and they were like we yeah. need something more suddenly everyone's got loads and loads of subscriptions so then when yeah when the cost of living uh issues kick in it's a easy area to cut isn't it or yeah it's like one it of is the first cuts for people although i won't be cutting disney plus but that's fine <laughs> um so yeah we had to do lots of changes in that account and one of them one of them was rapid audience testing. 
okay. thinking outside the box. And that was yep. that was relatively straightforward because there was a load of different audiences we could test based on the videos that they provided. Yeah. So lots of different interests there. So that was great. We had a big bank of interests that we worked with and we yep. were basically every month we would have a plan of which audiences we were going to test in that month, which is quite different to the year before where we would probably test one audience for the month, whereas we yep. were testing Because it was loads. much more stable. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was much more stable, wasn't it? Yeah, so we would see that um, doing that basically meant that we would keep the CPA down and get more trial subs just by switching things on and off and being way more agile with the audiences. Yep. Um, yeah, so that was one of the things we did. We did loads of dynamic creative testing, like an always-on approach to that, uh-huh. which was great, but only worked because we worked really closely with our client in terms of the types of content that we were putting through yep. as well. So that relationship really helped that. And in amongst that, we also came up with crazy thing that video, you would think video ads work best for a video subscri- like subscription yeah, yeah. service. Uh, no, <laughs> they don't. It was single image, but it was about getting across as much information as we needed to in a clear and concise way. So we worked with our client to come up with a single image template that got across that information. Got you. All of those things combined meant that we saw a CPA drop by 30%. That's amazing. And trial subscriptions go up by 50%. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So lots of new audiences, Mm -hmm. a very agile approach to switching audiences on and off and rotation yeah lots of creative testing using the dynamic creative testing feature Mm -hmm. and then really honing in on the ad format that worked with the right messaging that works yeah and i think looking at that if you sounds so simple doesn't it it, but if you're a smaller brand that could be quite intimidating that's a lot of work in terms of the design team and stuff like that but actually small tweaks on your creative can be hugely impactful. Yes. So there is always things that you can do, even if you don't have a massive team behind you helping you. Yeah. I think one of the key things also is we, again, we talk about this quite a lot is the, the mindset of that and, Mm. you know, ripping it up a little bit and going, right, we need to test lots of new things. Now imagine within those audiences, there were audience structures that you'd never tried before or completely different things. And, throwing it all in the mix and starting again. Bit nerve-wracking. Scary stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's that whole thing, isn't it, of like, we, we talk about it quite a lot, but like inaction is is, is a choice. It's yes. still an action. Not, yeah. not changing what you're doing and plodding along with the results that you're getting is a choice and action in itself. Yep. So. Totally. Yeah. Make some changes, be a bit bold. Yep. Go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a, that's a good success. Yeah. Definitely, really proud of that one. Um, so the other, the other ones are more around what we did in terms of creative. Okay. Hugely important on paid social. Yep. I mean, it's where creative is king. Yes. Um, so one of them is a crafting brand that we work with and have worked with for quite a long time now. As you can imagine, 2020, unreal year for them in terms of numbers where, you know, Everyone wants a hobby when they're Everyone stuck indoors. Everyone wants a hobby and they have beautiful products um, and all like it, it just, it fit in with that time yes. basically. Yeah. Um, that's a weird. Yeah, it is. But you know. It's true though. I've, I've got so many crafts that I bought in 2020 that I'm not doing anymore. So I totally get it. I was definitely that target demographic. <laughs> um, so one of them, and actually it was from somebody coming on board to the account that hadn't worked on it before. Okay. 
Um, and when we, yeah, and when we start with a client and actually throughout working with our clients, we do test purchases or if there's a new product and we want to see it and feel it, we will get it in. We'll buy it and get it buy into the it, office. unbox it, see what it's like. Yeah, and it's just it's a really important part of the process. And actually, the um, the best selling product from this uh, company is a, a yarn that is really thick. I mean, okay. I don't, if you, I don't. John's not into knitting. You got no idea what I'm talking well. about. But <laughs> but it's like it's super chunky okay. and really really nice to knit with. Great for beginners. Yeah. Really hard to get across the size of that in an ad okay unless you give it context right yeah it's also really soft and feels really nice okay right? how would you get on that the video across? it's this big like that is how big the ball of yarn is a normal ball of yarn is like this big right so we're talking big four times the size of a normal ball of yarn okay so it's impressive um so somebody new came onto the account we saw in real life this ball of yarn and saw that the first thing that you want to do with it is squish it. Okay. You just, it is, it's the natural thing that everybody yeah. does when they pick up this. Squish the squish Because it. it's like, oh my God, this looks so cozy. And that's what we did in the ad. So we had a chat with the creative team and we talked about getting that across. And that was the top performing ad for two years. We called wow. it Wool Hugs. <laughs> How did you get that across? Because it's so difficult. It's a great example because so many products... Uh, it might be the smell is amazing mm. and that's the USP and it smells better than anything else like a yeah. pan cream or a soap or something along those lines getting that across in an ad is really based difficult based on an image and text yeah. or video yeah so how did you go about getting across the squish factor of this yarn I think it just came down to like okay, what are we missing in what we've got right now? And it was the size and the texture. Yeah. And it was like, okay, how do we get that across? So we had these like GIF um, images of people squishing them. Okay. And then we also had another variation where somebody was just holding a bunch of them and you can get, so you get, the scale. get a gauge on the scale. And yeah. also just, she's like loving it. She's yeah. like, you know, cuddling into it like it's a big- Pure comfort. Like it's a big teddy bear basically. Yeah. And then another one we had was- um, just a single image because that works really well for them of somebody squishing it and then at the bottom it said squishy and then explained like what squishy meant you know almost yeah. like a okay yeah a dictionary ex- excerpt yeah. kind of thing nice. yeah and it was great and that concept something that we so that ad the wool hugs ad isn't running anymore because we ran it for a really long time yep but that concept has carried on throughout all of the creative that we use and it's been a Love really it. strong um, yeah. aspect and yeah meant that the ROAS and top funnel was over two, which is really impressive for new new acquisition. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really, really, really cool. That. That's really cool. That's that's such an interesting challenge. Mm. And um, do you think quite often when you you mentioned a big turning point there was just a fresh set of eyes, which yeah. I think is so important yeah. sometimes. Um, do you think it's, you know, when you're in that situation where none of the messaging is quite working or you know it's just not happening mm-hmm. no one really knows the final answer right because we'd all there's no magic sauce we would have yeah. all retired by now yeah. if everyone <laughs> yeah. knew what the guaranteed answer was but yeah. it's about coming up with theories and testing them quickly isn't it yeah i think particularly with creative yeah i think what so what we do 
and now that we're in the new office and we have like a, a beanbag area is that we'll go we'll go and have a beanbag brainstorm brainstorming session basically and get people in on the a bbb um for people who don't work on that account as well just bring people in yeah that's yeah we'd have done that that's um something we've done for a while isn't it where you, you know, if an account's struggling or we've got a new account and we need loads of fresh ideas, just yeah. getting the team around a table and going, right, here's the situation, throw a load of ideas in, come mm-hmm. up with some theories. It's always worked really well, hasn't it? But I guess that's now accelerated because we've got two beanbags. <laughs> we, we probably do, need a few more beanbags. Do but BBBs. Yeah, I think it's just it's important to get away from your desk. Yes, doesn't necessarily have to be on a beanbag, but away from your desk, yeah. almost like not having computers with you and just go, here's what we've got. Let's brainstorm, get outside the box. Yeah. Bit, yeah. Um, is a really, really useful thing to do. And often um, the solution can be painfully obvious. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So the is best great. business is done on the golf course. The best. <laughs> God. <laughs> creative decisions are done on beanbags. But there is, I think it's... Um, there's a really good point on creative or creativity actually in that you can't be creative when you feel like you have to be creative you have those yeah. stepping away is one of the most important things going for a walk yeah or just changing your environment in some yeah. way yeah is really useful and I find sometimes when I'm sat at my desk and I've got three screens and this right you know left right Slacks buzzing yeah off. it's yeah. you're not going to get a creative thought for no. me at that point no, I need definitely. to go somewhere else yeah that's really cool yeah that's so really yeah cool. that's a, a, a been a really cool one for that account the other one um that we were working with is a quite like a luxury brand um and that's obviously again a tricky one at the moment yeah um just in terms of like people Price are point. really feeling that pinch at the minute yeah um so we struggled a bit kind of their low period is over summer they are like naturally more of like a Christmassy brand, okay. just inherently, um, in terms of their products. Um, so we struggled a bit over that period and we we're like, what can we do? What can we do to like step it up in terms of getting people to purchase? And so we started, we, we knew that Christmas works well because we have a really strong gifting message over that period. Yep. So we started just putting subtle nods to gifting in the copy and then also the creative and the products that we were using were very like giftable mm-hmm. and that worked incredibly well in terms of bringing up the ROAS because people are a bit more likely to spend on their loved ones than they are themselves when they're feeling that pinch yep. yep if everybody's feeling the pinch and you say get given like a really nice candle or a really nice box of tea or something yep you feel really loved yeah and so we definitely like maximized on that and it's done yep. really well and continues to do well yep. now, even in January, which, which is, is the most savage month. In for gift. <laughs> for Who gifting wants to buy anyone anything birthdays. in January? So sorry, January kids. It's a tough time to be born. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. So that again resulted in a positive row yeah. of over two and top funnel consistently. Which over two and top funnel consistently. If you're spending at any kind of sensible scale is good yeah consistently that's really good not to mention what we were getting in retargeting which was way above that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but it's been it's been really great because top funnel was a a bit of a struggle in the summer and so now we also yeah. have a bit of a playbook 
this summer, which we naturally think it will drop yep. off again. We know that that's yep. a seasonality thing for them. We'll come yep. back to that gifting messaging again. I think what is very interesting about two, well, actually all three of the examples that you've talked through, when we're talking about creative, you're, the biggest wins that you've highlighted there are to do with getting the messaging right and getting mm. the yeah getting the messaging right and the approach right it's not about the greatest shiny um no ad format or doing some blockbuster production movie no in the ad creative it's about getting the messaging right and translating the value of the product effectively yeah. and quickly and that's what's been the biggest wins yeah definitely and i think people get so distracted sometimes by what's the latest greatest thing and what you know and showing off the noise of because because i mean paid social is i think it's a noisy industry there's always things yeah. going on always new shiny things to be of looking course at. yeah yeah when actually it's nailing those marketing basics of like yeah how do we translate the value of this test the different variations quickly and settle on a winner and iterate how do we get across the key usps from our competitors in three lines and a very small image yeah 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 it's tough it's not easy it's really hard isn't yeah. it yeah. yeah fantastic though but like some really good wins there mm-hmm. and um also some really good stories behind them in terms of how we went about addressing the challenges and getting there so yeah yeah amazing yeah, I, th- I think that the only reason why all three of those worked extremely well was that we had a relationship with those clients to be able to challenge and feedback yeah. and work with them. Yeah. So instead of being handed creative or handed audiences, it was an open conversation. Yep. Feedback was yep. co- like constructive and open. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it works so well. Yep. Absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah, that that is so key, isn't it? It's, um, there has to be that relationship and everyone has to help challenge each other in the productive yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and that's how, that's how it works best. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. Well, on that amazingly positive note, thank you, Abby. You're welcome. And thanks everyone to listening or watching indeed. <laughs> um, see you on the next one. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please do come and subscribe. Join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving improved conversions and revenue for your business. See you next time.